Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. This month, Pastor Fred Oyola delves deep into the Great Commission in the Summon series, Go. For the disciples to teach others what Jesus commanded them, or what Jesus taught them, we must look at what Jesus taught. What did he teach? We're going to talk about why did he teach? Why? Was there a reason, a need for him to teach? But we're also going to talk about how. Because one of the things we learned in the first week is for you to make disciples, you must first be the disciples. What did he teach? If someone asked you, boss, this Jesus you're talking about, Alifundishanin, what would you say? Jesus' first miracle is found in the book of John chapter 2. Who knows what that miracle was? The first miracle in the book of John chapter 2 was he turned water into wine. Now, here's the thing. That was not a teaching. Can I hear an amen? It was not a teaching. One of the problems we have is people assume that was a teaching. That water needs to be substituted everywhere with wine. Nah. If you remember the miracle very well, he actually told his mom, imagine, Lenga is tough. It's not my time. Why are you forcing issues? Mom was like, ah, I, hey, boss, I've told you, do what you need to do. So guys, the teachings Jesus had, they are, yani, it goes all the way from the temple to the issue of the final judgment. And it's quite a lot. Allow me to read them very quickly. Yeah? He talked about the temple. He talked about new birth, water of life, spiritual harvest, the Sabbath, beatitudes, salt and light, law, anger, lust, divorce, vows, revenge, loving enemies, giving to the needy, money, worry, judging others, asking, seeking, looking, knocking, the way to heaven, and it goes on and on and on and on. Fruit in people's lives, building solid foundation, how to treat a believer who sins, the cost of following him, the light within, the coming future, spiritual blindness, seeking humility, the cost of being a disciple, marriage, and divorce. And then finally, he talks about or teaches about the final judgment. That's quite a lot of stuff. And we only have like a couple of minutes, so we can't go through all of that. What did Jesus teach? He taught all of that. On top of that, he also taught ordinances. These are religious rites of baptism, prayer, fasting, giving. He actually even taught to give to the government. Remember? Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So, kishiko na tax, don't say that is godly. Praise the Lord. Adam Kicheka is true. He also taught about giving to the house of God. But one of the most powerful things he also taught about was the Holy Communion. He taught that before he died. This is quite a lot, but one of the things I love about Christ is he gave us a summary of all that he taught in two statements. Two very powerful statements. I want us to read Matthew chapter 22 from verse 34 to 40. Everything Jesus commanded from the temple to the final judgment lies in these two commandments we just read. He said that love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then he says the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. 
and repeats or insists that these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Think about that for a second. Everything he taught, everything he commanded, lies in those two. Everything. Whether it's the temple, whether it's servanthood, whether it's the final judgment, it is in that. It is in loving God, loving your neighbor. Matthew 5.17 says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, Jesus speaking, or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Think about that. These two laws encompass the Ten Commandments of the Lord. If you know anything about the Ten Commandments, the two laws that he's talking about encompass the ten of them. The first four laws are covered in the first great commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So these laws are number one. You shall have no other gods before me. Remember, book of Exodus. You shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. First four. Jesus was telling the disciples to teach everyone that God must be center of all or nothing at all. That one we know. There must be no God in you and in your heart rather than God, the God of heaven. We must love God with all our passions, hungers, perceptions, thoughts. We must love him with everything we have available for honoring him. Our spouse, children, our house, apartment, pets, wardrobe, and the tools, the cell phones, the movies, the music, our computer time, and all our time as well. We must choose to love the Lord with everything in us and about us. Is that your testimony this morning? Can you say with all honesty, eh, God, I love you. I love you with everything that I have. Because this is what Christ was teaching. He taught that we must. That is how we are to teach. Because for him to command, remember I, don't, I said this in the first week, he he's commanding what he's already doing. It is very difficult to command someone to do something and yet... He says, he says, teach. And that's one of the ways. The last six commandments are covered in what Christ called the second great commandment. Thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. These commandments are, one, honor your father and your mother. That one is in scripture. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet. These cover the topic or just the law that we've read. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was telling his disciples to teach everyone to love each other with the love of God. To treat others exactly how you want to be treated. Treat others exactly how you want them to be treated, how you want to be treated. Jesus was telling the disciples that all of his teachings, all of God's commands, hang on these two. Basically, they depend on these two. They flow from these two. 
Love is at the beginning, the center, and at the end of all commandments. If, and you don't in the book of Corinthians, if you're doing anything and you're doing it without love, then you're just like a go, something that is just making noise. Love must be at the center. We must remember that Jesus taught all the commands of God and thus expected all of us, the disciples, those who claim to believe in him, to do the same. That is what he was telling us. Jesus taught the word of God in its entirety. He taught from Genesis to Malachi since these were the only books present. He quotes the creation of man in Genesis. Remember? The burning bush, he quote in Exodus. The vows in Leviticus, he quotes all of it. Most of it anyway. The keeping of the oaths in Numbers, he quotes it. The summing of the law in Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy is the second most quoted book by Christ. Ali quote a lot of Deuteronomy. But the number one book he quotes a lot in scripture is the book of Psalms. He quotes it a lot. Even on the cross, he quotes Psalms 22. So we must remember, if he did that, we must do the same. This month, the reason we are getting to a place of asking us to go is because we must remember constantly, we must constantly remember that Jesus did, so we must do. Never forget that. Jesus warned and rebuked greatly those that taught not the word of God. Matthew 59 tells us, they worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. The New Living Translation puts it very well. Their worship is a farce, like a joke. For they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. One of the things I believe with all of my heart that God hates is when we bring man-made ideas to the pulpit and teach it to others. When we choose to just go by what we assume is the word of God. Our mind ideas. Let us teach the word of God are not man-made ideas or human rules. Everything we, we teach must, ha must have two things embedded. Two. Here to Mesema. The love of God, being above everything and everyone, and then love for others above self. If you're teaching anything outside these two, I think there's a problem. Why did Jesus teach? Do you wanna what did he teach? He taught the what? Why did Jesus teach? Last week we pointed to Jesus' words in John 6:38. He said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will but to do the will of him who sent me. John 6, 38. Jesus taught because it was God's will for his life. Apart from this, we have to note clearly that Jesus used his teachings, the very word of God, in some very good ways. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. If you can turn there, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. All scripture, you know this one, is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Because of the abundance of God's word in him, we see the following in the life of Jesus. Do you remember how he resisted the devil? 
after coming out of fasting. That was because of the word. He told him repeatedly, it is written. I'm saying, it is written. It is written. The teachers in the, temp in the temple, remember? Every time he used to go there. When they asked him questions, hey, his response was always, God says this. The scriptures have taught us this. It is said this. It is written like this. We cannot do because God says. That one we must always remember about his life. When he responded to the haters, the Pharisees, Sadducees, guys were always looking for ways to trap him. Every time he responded by the word. Can you confidently say that in your life as a believer, your defense comes from the scriptures? Jesus used God's word for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and for his own personal training in righteousness. He did that. In the end, he was thoroughly equipped for all the good work, one of them being teaching, but he did. That is why he challenges us to teach. He pushes us to the place of teaching because it will force you to learn. Once you learn, you teach. We teach the word of God because it is it not only does the same things to us, but because it aids in teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training each and everyone in righteousness in all facets of life. That is, what, that is why we do it. In being disciples of the Lord God and his word, we become powerful disciple makers for God. In the end, we become thoroughly equipped for every good work, teaching others being one of them. The more we get to the place of taking God's word seriously, learning it, getting to a place of um, enjoying it, walking by it, God thoroughly equips you for every good work. One of them probably being teaching others. Never forget that. How did he teach? It is in the how that we get to define the term teach. Teaching, it looks obvious. But that's where we get to define it. To teach is to impart knowledge or to instruct someone as to how to do something. It is also to cause someone to learn or understand something by example or experience. There is the learning or understanding and the example or experience. They are all different. Kuna impartation and instruction, initial stage. Learning or understanding and then example or experience. In a kuanga in that sequence. We have just concluded that what to impart and to learn from is the Bible. As a believer, I urge you, don't get any learning or instruction from any other thing other than the scriptures. For any place in your life, I beg you, the very word of God, the instruction and the example or experience part is what is key in this definition, this section, sorry. Jesus taught his disciples very well. Ah, he was, he, he was the teacher. If you want to learn teaching, look at his life, how he did it. It is powerful. The Bible tells us that Jesus, in his teaching, spoke in authority. He used stories, remember in scripture? Asked questions, used object lessons, visual illustrations, and he repeated himself a lot. The Bible has taught us how he did it. 
If you're wondering how to do it, look at his life. Of all the styles Jesus used, the most powerful is what has been called teaching by example. Jesus practiced what he preached. And that is a big, big thing in our world today. Are we practicing what we are teaching? Pastor, can you say that after telling guys what to do, you do the very same thing? That is a very powerful question that I don't think most of us can answer, including myself. Jesus just didn't teach on prayer. Many times in scripture you find him going up on the mountain and praying. Jesus just, just didn't teach on loving sinners. He loved them. He went and ate with them. Remember Zacchaeus, the Pharisee? He went to their home, sat down, had food. He didn't leave it there, but he did love the sinners. He didn't just teach of being a servant. He was. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. This method of teaching is so powerful that it then helps the taught to go ahead and teach others very well. One of the best ways you can teach someone is by example. As a parent, the greatest way we will teach our children, I've noticed, is by see them seeing you doing the stuff you're telling them to do. With teaching, there must be presence. James 3.1, allow me to read. Strictly words that not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Give it another broken English, we'll be judged harsher than the rest. One of the things that a parent, a teacher, a guardian must understand is God will judge you very harshly because there is a life he placed in your hands to take care of. Luke chapter 12 verse 48b adds to this by letting us know that from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. Proverbs 10 17 instructs us that whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life. Listen to this. But Whoever ignores correction leads others astray. As a teacher, one must practice what one teaches. Purpose to be that person who, in your instruction, you're practicing the same instruction. Before you even give it, stop watching too much TV. Four hours. Our judgment becomes more strict simply because we never lived by what we taught. It's like we were teaching lies and all the truth. What we teach or taught was a very, the very word of God, which is the truth. So not living by it, simply saying the word of God, is simply saying the word of God is not the truth. Marshall Siegel, the author of Not Yet Married, The Pursuit of Joy and Singleness and Dating, once said, the way we live down to the smallest details teaches others how to walk by the Spirit or it teaches them how to indulge the flesh. Whatever we do in the smallest of ways, those immediately around us, Jesus and Trombia, really see and no wonder we are judged. Let us teach the truth of the Word of God by practicing and living out what we teach. Let's not teach water and we are living 
Jesus commanded us to teach the disciples we make to obey everything he commanded us. Everything. These commands are in his word. The Bible. Let us not only teach it out, but make sure we are living it out. Please remember, please remember, Jesus Christ taught the very word of God are not mere man-made ideas or human rules. We must do the same and always have two things embedded. Love for God being above everything and everyone and love for others above self. The word of God was in Jesus Christ and therefore thoroughly equipped him even for the good work of teaching. Before we teach, the word of God must also be in us. Like Jesus Christ, let us teach the truth of the word of God by practicing and living out what we teach. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Seasons Airport Hotel, opposite Nyayo Estate Gate D.